0: Well, we're not used to using prayer books in our uh, tradition. I th- I have a, uh, some prayer books. In fact, I have a couple that are missing. So if you've got them, bring them back. Because if Jesus comes back and you've got them, you've got splaining to do. Uh, but I have them. I have old Scottish ones. I've got Episcopalian ones. I've I've gotten them in Gaelic and in English. And uh, it's these are they're helpful sometimes. We don't use them often. But our song books are rather like prayer books. They fulfill the same function. They give words to us that we didn't have on our own. That's why music is so important, especially when you're young. Because words that you have a hard time forming, somebody else has already written down. And that's your emotion. That's what you were thinking. That's, and it, it hits a chord. It vibrates with you. These songs in our songbooks do that as well, or the songs up on our screens that we've learned over the years. They're also in our hearts. But Jesus had a prayer book. It's called the book of Psalms. He also had a songbook. It's called the book of Psalms. He also had a a private prayer devotional book, and that was called the book of Psalms. One-third of these Psalms are not psalms that one would normally expect to be sung in a worship because they are called lament psalms. A lament, in case you don't know what that means, it means it's an argument, a complaint, it's they're depressed, they're upset at God, upset at something going on in the world. It is not something we normally sing. There's a song, a lot of you won't know the song, but it was a song that was popular for a time Uh, among churches of Christ and churches of that ilk that uh, was about the winds and the waves shall obey thy will peace be still but there's one line in there that said have the apostles saying to Jesus carest thou not that we perish how canst thou lie asleep well my father wouldn't let us sing that song because he says you don't sing your doubts to God and then I read the Psalms I went uh oh (laughs) Somebody didn't tell God. Uh, he, he made a mistake. He put these in. And then I realized perhaps it was us who'd made the mistake. Some of the rest of them start off well, end poorly, or start off poorly and end well. In fact, if we can be really honest, I, um, see, Mark Howard's not the only one that can be honest today. Uh, if we can be really honest, a lot of my life I avoided the Psalms because they seemed schizophrenic. They did. Oh, who's a God like our God? So where are you? <laughs> what are you doing? We love the Lord. My heart overflows with joy. My bones are broken and you did it. You know, and I'm, I'm just, I didn't know how to read these. One poor lady, when she realized we were going through the books, read all 150 in one week and I don't know how she's seen. It's, it's a roller coaster ride. The Jews didn't even do that. They divided this book into five books. And they, and most of your Bibles will actually have them divided that way if you look. It'll say book one, book two, book three. And if you're looking for a theme, you know, this one's a mystery, this one's an adventure, this No, no. They just broke them into sections to help fit their year and also to fit the flow of life. And that's a very important phrase that we need to get because you see this book was not written as just happy, happy all the time. It was written about real life. And we need this book. My heart grieves. Not that we don't know how to worship, but that we don't know how to worship God. Our teens struggle with this. Teens love you. You know I'm there every Wednesday. But I see you struggle with worship. When the songs are sung, some of you look down at your phones instead. Some of you look away, not, not wanting your voice to be heard, not understanding how to do this. And it breaks my heart because that means it's a failure of the rest of us because we've also not taught worship and we've not shown how to worship. We know how to worship. That's the thing. Go to a concert. Those of you of a certain age can remember seeing people worship the Beatles. They screamed and fainted. You also saw it all the way up through Michael Jackson years. In fact, there's a famous video that was very very popular about 8-9 years ago when he was still alive that just showed clips of his concert and you saw tens of thousands of people waving in unison, just moving with their worship of the singer. We've seen it in politicians where they they get people so excited that they're there that people faint. We know how to worship. We just don't know how to worship God. We know how to worship. We can line up and camp out for tickets. But it's hard to get there on time for worship. We can get very, very excited that iPhone 7's coming out next week. No, it isn't. See what happened, though? See? See? (laughs) Immediately, a movement of the Spirit hit you, didn't it? Because we get excited. and We line up for it. I'll never forget. And I have an iPad. I use an iPad every day. I like my iPad. But when they first came out, nobody knew what they were. And my worship minister said, oh, I cannot wait to get one. I said, what does it do? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> we know how to worship. We just don't know how to worship God. And I, speaking for everybody of my generation, repent to you because we didn't teach you. We didn't show you how to drop to your knees in the right direction. So we're going to work on that. We also, as a church, messed this up. We were terrified of emotion. We were terrified of it. I'll never forget. There's a song we sing, you Changed My Morning Into Dancing. And I was speaking at a church in Detroit, and some of our visitors didn't know we didn't mean that. So when we sang it, They leapt into the aisles and started going and you saw people, it was like a a religious thermometer, it got redder as it went through and I thought, oh, he's going to blow, you know, but we eventually got around it and thought, you know something, we know how to dance when we get excited, we know how to dance when we're surprised, maybe when we step on a Lego, we know how to dance, we just don't do it before the Lord Psalms, we need psalms. We need to read the psalms. Psalm 1, by the way, those of you upstairs that thought, he's never getting to the notes now. Psalm 1 is one, of, I'm not staying, but I'm there now. I'm going to wave and move on. Um, is one of the best known psalms. Many believe, in fact, that it was not really part of book 1, but a prologue for the whole set of psalms. So we're going to look at it more than we look at uh, at other psalms today. Psalm one. Let's let's listen. Watch the progression. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law. Whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. That person. Is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They're like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. That's what you need to know before you enter this book. If you delight in God, if you know how to meditate on his word, what you do will prosper, you will survive. If not, you will blow away. If you don't know what blow away means, go to a junkyard or go to a place where they're trying to recycle electronics. The very thing we could not wait to be released is now out there useless. We don't know what to do with it. We need... Not to be something blown away, but something which has roots. Notice the progression there. We're not to walk with the wicked. We're to have a different path. We walk in a different way. When everybody else panics, that's a sure sign panic is not what you're supposed to do. When everybody else is in a hurry, slow down. When everybody else runs to something, back up. Back up a bit and have a look. We are to be the people who do not walk with the wicked. We're to have a different path, a different direction. Because if we walk with them, did you notice the progression? You'll end up standing with them. And if you end up standing with them, you are going to sit with them and join with them. I've told you before, the world is always going to be better at evangelizing us than we are at evangelizing it. Know your enemy and be careful. Take precautions. One of the precautions we need to take is to figure out which direction we're headed and which one we're bowing to. Who's getting your attention? Is it God? Gentlemen, let's talk about you guys. One of the great curses of being a male is short attention span. It is. Not ADHD. It's merely... We're we're looking. We're looking at our wife. We're saying, "I love you with all my heart. You're a brilliant woman. You are my..." Oh, there was a red car. (laughs) Who gets your attention? Where is your focus? God says, Psalm 1, you better watch your focus because where you're looking is where you're going to end up sitting. The one who will be blessed. And by the way, the word blessed there doesn't mean happy. I've heard that all my life. The word blessed means happy. No, it doesn't. It means joyful, and that's a whole different thing. Happiness is based upon happenstance. It comes to the same root words in the old English. In other words, the things which hap- are happening right now, the happenstance, you enjoy, therefore you're happy. Now, Joyfulness lasts even in the bad times even in the storms. If you want to know how to be joyful in bad times, Psalm 1 tells you how. It says, meditate on the word of the Lord. Now, we don't use the word meditate very often, do we? When we talk about meditate, most people think of Eastern meditation with somebody going, sitting cross-legged on the floor. No, Eastern meditation is to empty your mind of all things. Meditation in scripture is to fill your mind with one thing. The, the biggest compliments I ever get are whenever somebody comes up to me and says, when you tell the story of the Bible, I hear it like I've heard it for the first time. I'm seeing things I've never seen before. And that means a lot to me. And some of them will say, well, how do you get all of that out of there? And I'll tell them, when you read a story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, did you go there? Close your eyes if you have to. Sit. What did it look like? What did it sound like? What did it smell like? What were the faces like when he told them to line up? What, did, what were the faces on the apostles like when he told them, feed everybody? What was the face on the little boy like when they found him and he's the only one with the packed lunch? And we never, we just tell the story, move on. No, fill yourself. Was it sunny that day or cloudy? You don't have to know to visualize how was the wind what did you feel like what did you think how what happened afterwards what did you talk about on the way home you take one thought and you fill yourself with that thought that's meditation in Scripture so as, especially when we get into the Psalms and Proverbs don't read four or five chapters of the book of Proverbs and think you're done for the day read a verse and fill yourself with that one verse not just a day, it might take a few weeks before you're ready for another proverb. It is important to understand that chapter 1 sets the tone. The person rooted deeply in God is going to bring the right fruit out for every season. There's a clue. There's a clue to the schizophrenic, what I thought was schizophrenic, nature of the Psalms. You're going to bring out the right fruit for every season. I love the laugh, you probably noticed that. I love humor. I see it everywhere. But during funerals, they don't laugh unless it's appropriate. And some, they'll tell a funny story and everybody laughs. But during a funeral, there's a certain way you're supposed to behave unless you're given permission to do otherwise. You produce the right fruit. During the Lord's Supper, we act in a certain way. You produce the right fruit. However, if you've been invited over to a house for a party with some of our life groups so the like, you don't sit there solemnly. That's not the right fruit. You think, you look, you pay attention and you produce the right fruit. Appropriate behavior. And sometimes it is appropriate to weep and cry out to God and argue with Him. And sometimes it's appropriate to praise Him. But you're not going to know what times what unless you're filled with Him. And the Psalms help us there too. That way when the wind blows hard upon you, you can talk to God and you can storm the gates of heaven and pound on the door and ask for an answer, but you're not going to get blown down. You will not be defeated. So let's look how that plays out in book one of the Psalms. In Psalm chapter 2, we find confidence and surety. It's who do the nations think they are, those crazy people going up against our God? Then you come to chapter 3, a little bit more reserved. Here, he's certain that God is going to rescue him, but he can't help but notice that he certainly seems to have a lot of enemies, and God is taking his time. Chapter 4, even a little bit less certainty. God answers here, in chapter 4, and that answer is accepted. But then chapter 5 shows things aren't getting that much better. What do you do if you talk to God about a situation and God lets you know it's not my plan to get you out of that? Think about that for a minute. What what if our journey through life isn't supposed to be joy all the time? Well, there are symbols. There, there are God has given us in our nature clues. Some of you like roller coasters. You're, you're wrong, but you like them. And I've been trapped on them many times. Not trapped like hanging, but trapped because I was with the youth group and they're going and they can't go without me. And they'll look over at me and I'm going, okay, you climb on. And you, you've paid good money. You've gotten on it. They've strapped you in. And that's a, that's a bad sign. If we're going to have fun, but we need to strap you down. Um, They fling you all about the place. And then where do you end up? Right where you started. Well, what was the point? But you do that in your games. Batter stands, the pitcher delivers. He cracks one over the fence. He gets to run. Where? Right there. Guy will spend $1,000 for golf clubs half that much again for his clothes and that are in colors not found in nature. He will work hard. He will study. He'll read, he'll read books on golf to get a ball in a hole and immediately get it out. <laughs> life is this. Why did we, those of you that are listening online, life is this. There's got to be a penalty for not showing up. <laughs> Too many of us think we get, we're we're born and we get better, 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 better. No, no. There are holes you're going to fall in. There are sicknesses you're going to get. There are problems that are going to happen. There are engines that are going to fail. There are tires that are going to go flat. There are houses that are going to leak. It's part of who we are supposed to be. This is our life where we train for the next one, and we need the ups and the downs. It's part of it. God will not ride to the rescue in every part of this because that's not part of the plan. Look at Psalm 5. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you, I pray. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. For you're not a God that's pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful you, Lord, detest. But I, by your great love, can come into your house. In reverence, I bow down towards your holy temple. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make your way straight before me. Not a word can be trusted from their mouth. Uh, their, their, Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an empty, open grave. With their tongues they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins for they've rebelled against you but let all who take refuge in you be glad let them ever sing for joy spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you look at that in other words right now we're struggling surely lord you bless the righteous you surround them with your favor as with a shield surely god this is in your best interest now Who are we to say that to God? According to God, we are the people who are supposed to say that to God. He's the one that says, come, let us reason together, says the Lord. He's the one that said, if a couple of you agree about something on earth, we'll agree with you in heaven. We're part of the process. We're part of the work. The reason evil exists on the planet is because people want it to. And those that don't want it to, don't hate it enough to stop it. And so God says, let's work this out together. I'm not, writing to the rescue of your child when they're two is one thing. Writing to the rescue of your child when they're making the same mistake when they're 30 is a problem. We, We need to let a child grow up sometimes, don't you? It's hard. God's doing it for us too. Psalm 6 and 7 are very similar to Psalm 5. They're questions to God about, why haven't you moved already? But they're also statements of faith that God will do the right thing when at the right time. And that is faith. Faith is not seeing, but still believing. He's going to do it right. A man, it sure looks like it's right right now. Psalm 8 is one of the best known psalms not going to spend a lot of time on that because that's going to be in the future uh, if the Lord allows me to, to keep being a teacher here. We'll talk about, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God and all of that. That's great stuff. And that even says, who are we that you would bring us into this story? Let us work with you. you know, God made the garden, but then he said, you work on it. You subdue this earth. You take it. Wow. But that brings us to Psalm 9, where the psalmist is having a really good day. Until Psalm 10. Psalm 10, look at verse 1 and verse 12. Oh Lord, why do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Arise, Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. And then Psalm 13 that we sang today, and thank you, teens. Uh, it was a, it's a youth minister in the Church of Christ at Madison that wrote that song. Um, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me, look on me, and answer Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Seems schizophrenic but it is not. Those of us that have walked with God know exactly that feeling that we can go up against God and say where are you? It's time to move. Let's get this going but I still trust where this is going to end up. It's kind of like watching a movie. A Jack Bauer 24 thing let's see, Or an Indiana Jones movie. Something like that. Not one of the new message movies. But you know it's a series. It's called 24. It's an hour three. He's not going to die. I don't care what's going on. He's not going to die. Because then they'd have nothing to do. We know how it's going to end. We just don't know all the problems that are going to be faced in a way. That's where we live. And just like 24, everything you're about to see will unfold in real time. You don't get to speed it up. This is our life. So what do we do? We learn to face the right direction and bow to the right God. God knows us. He's used to us. He made us. And when, he, when we read the Psalms, we're reading prayer journals of people that have walked ahead of us on the same path. They've walked with God. They know what it's like, that up and a down thing. They, they get that. We're reading over their shoulders as they're writing. The intended audience of much of what we're reading in the Psalms is not us. Remember that. The audience is God. They're writing to God. We are watching somebody else pray to God. These are not prophetic pronouncements but on the high, but Or, you know, correct and definitive in doctrine. These are not Paul's reasoned arguments out of Romans. This is not the the finding of the Jerusalem Council. This is the outpouring of human hearts. And God thought it was so important, he made sure we had it. Because we're going to need this. They seem so disjointed to us and messy because life is disjointed and messy. It is. All of us have attention deficit disorder. We do. Not medically, but we lose track of who we are, where we're going, and what is important. We all do. Get out of the way. I'm trying to get to church. That's what I mean. Kids get dressed. We're trying to go worship Jesus. Why'd we even have you? See? we lose track. The Psalms are messy because we are messy. And so they will be, I'm in trouble, followed by a Psalm of rescue, by a Psalm of, I'm happy I was rescued, by a Psalm of, where are you? Because that's where we are. That's who we are. Psalm 22. Let's look at that one, please. The first couple of verses. My God, my God, Why have you forsaken me? Do you remember that one? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Have you ever paid attention to the fact that most of Jesus' prayers were not granted? Take this cup from me. It was not. Let my followers and those that love us be one. We're not, are we? So the world will look at them and believe in us. We're not there, are we? Two thousand years later, and yet we want an instant God like instant pudding that'll fix itself right now. I am completely content with realizing that all of my life and every bit of my work might only move us an inch further down the road that humanity will travel for thousands of more years. I'm okay with that. Because I am not the point of the story, and neither are you. This world is not about us. It's about the work of God on earth. That's what it's about. As we progress through them, By the way, if you read Psalm 22, you you see Jesus and the pain all through it. No wonder he quoted it on the cross. Why? Because on the cross, when you've got nails through you, you're humiliated, you're broken, you're terrified. It's hard to come up with original material. But if you know your prayers, you know your psalms. you read your psalm book, you have songs. Think of it. Paul and Silas. Peter. Any of them in prison, what did they do at the middle of the night? They sang. Why? Because they could remember those words. That's why the Psalms are important. As we progress through these Psalms, I wonder. I wonder if those who preach a happy, clappy, triumphant, super-blessed prosperity gospel ever read these things. You know, take a look at Psalm 31 sometime, maybe this afternoon, verses 14 through 16. He didn't expect God to keep him from suffering. He expected suffering. But he also expected that God would still be God when the suffering was done. He depended upon God. Hear me very carefully. He depended upon God to save him in spite of and through the suffering, not save him from it. I'll never forget, a doctor called me and said, could you go see one of my patients? The nurses aren't able to work with him. And I said, sure, what's going on? Man was in his 70s and he was just diagnosed, dying of cancer. But all of his life he'd been a health nut. Taking the right stuff, eating the right food, uh, vegetarian, uh, uh, did the right exercise, breathed the right air, you know, all that sort of thing. Just everything about him was health, 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 health. And then he got cancer? And he's so mad All I could do is curse and yell and throw things in the hospital. So immediately, my doctor friend thought, let's send Patrick. (laughs) I'm cool with it. So I walked in, stood at his doorway, and just looked at him for a while, and he looked at me. And we just did the staring thing for a while, because I'm comfortable. And then I opened with, so, you're dying. And oh, the curses but I've heard him before. Come from a military family. We probably made up a few of them. <laughs> when he was finally done, I walked over and I said, let me ask you a question. You did everything right. I'm, I'm impressed. You did everything right. Did you think that meant a bus couldn't hurt you if it hit you? And we started from there. Do you think you're going to live forever? It's not the way this works. Everybody passes this way, but they keep passing. The book of Psalms shows us how to leave some tracks and how to head the right direction as we pass. Every human goes into dark times and dark places. We're all hurt. We're all afraid. We're all terrified. i just got terrified. I wanted to look up and see the clock and I looked up and saw Giant Patrick instead on the screen. It is terrifying, isn't it? It is. This is a great big giant heed, you know, coming at you. But the people of faith are different when we're terrified because we sing anyway. We're different when we hurt because we sing anyway and we serve anyway and we love anyway. Mark, could you bring your team up? For the rest of us, would you please stand? And I'd like to have uh, Psalm 34 put up, please, the first three verses. We're going to read this through twice as a church. Ready? I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name for, uh, let's do it again. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together.